When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get started with Coach Hopkins. If you have a question, please raise your hand. Percy, we'll get started with you. Go ahead, Percy. Hey, Percy. Hey, Coach, how are we doing? Good, how are you? Hanging in, hanging on. Hey, uh, I'm curious just to, uh, about, um, you know, just the idea of building chemistry and togetherness this year. Um, just, it, it like seems to be kind of like, uh, like we hear sort of popping up with like your team, you know, that just, you know, we're trying to sort of get that going. We're trying to build that chemistry and togetherness, throwing everything, all of the craziness with this year. Is this maybe the latest or the, you know, the, 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 the hardest challenge that you've had in your experience to like get guys together and to be cohesive? It's the heart, you know, it's the hardest challenge in any year you heard last night, the national championship game. history and that's what you're always trying to to build um and you know this year has just been it's 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 been hard so a lot of the veteran teams that you see having success that they've got a lot of returners those types of things that chemistry thing is real and uh with no really preseason those types of things it just makes it more difficult and so yes it is a challenge but a lot of people are dealing with that challenge and um you know we're just you know trying to do the best we can to you know get them put into our system and then that's one part of it and then get them confident within the system which is another part of it and then get them together and that's chemistry and that takes time and all those different things um you see signs of growth uh, but not consistent and then if I can make the hard switch then to uh, to like different guys who have had these sort of like bright moments uh mm-hmm. you've seen it from Riley Soren at times, Nate Pryor at times. Now it's now it's Eric Stevenson. How can you get more consistency with that? When like guys show that potential, you like they've shown what they can do. Let's just keep doing that. Yeah, and that's yeah, Percy. That's a great question because that's that's what you're trying to do. That consistency part of knowing what you're going to get night in and night out. And my thing is is not necessarily you know it's the making the shots and those types of things are important, but 
even when you're not, you're playing confident and you're playing the right way. I think that's really, really important. And, you know, that's, that's, we've got to be able to execute on both ends of the court for longer periods of time. Um, but to see the ball go in for Eric was a great thing. You know, he does it in practice. And, and so to have that game is great. I felt Joe Mulbay the last two games has been, you know, very, you know, to have two games in a row consistent. That was great. Um, Kawade obviously is, is scoring, but, you know, if we can get another guy or another guy, you know, one or two more guys just, you know, giving us something uh, on the offensive end, it's just going to keep us, get, you know, becoming a better team. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Percy. Hi, Hop. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, when you talk about that consistency, I mean, does that make it harder to kind of for you to know what your rotation and what everything's going to look like night in and night out? That becomes a, a very, that becomes the challenge. And um, I try to stick to a rotation of eight, maybe nine guys, eight and a half. And it's a, it's a hard challenge uh, when there's inconsistencies. And so we just, you know, challenge these guys to get better. And, um, you know, just that's, you, you want to know that you can depend, you know, with, with somebody like, you know, you, you know what you're going to get. It doesn't mean that they're going to make shots or have 27 every game. You just know that they're going to compete at a certain level, play the right way and execute on both offensively and defensively. And, uh, you know, but that, that becomes the challenge for sure. Lauren. You mentioned Jamal these last two games, what have you kind of seen from him that allowed him to kind of put together back-to-back performances like that? You know, a guy who's who's really been working. He's been working. Uh, the coaches have been working with him, getting him confident. And, you know, it's it's confidence. I mean, you can see it. Uh, you can see it even after, you know, after the Stanford game and then the Cal game, you can see him being a little bit more vocal uh, in the huddles. And that's a great thing that we want to see. Uh, he's a great, uh, you know, he's an upperclassman. Him and Hamir are the two guys that have been in this system for uh, have some length and, to see Jamal really have some confidence there. You, you, you just saw some leadership pieces and now it just needs to be the leader when things aren't going well and to be able to still elevate his teammates. And he's working on that. He's learning that and uh, just really proud of how he's progressed. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Dan Rayleigh. Dan? Ashley, could you give me uh, record possibilities, please? Yep. Thank you. Go ahead with your question. All right, uh, Mike. It's been it's been a rough go for twelve months. Do you feel um, secure with everybody and everything? With you know, do you do you, do you think people are are being you know patient as you try to you know rebuild the program here? You know, I don't know. I just coach every day and and, and try to make these guys better. That's the most important thing. Just staying focused, getting better, and. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of season left and, and that's our focus. Just got to keep getting these guys better, staying together and uh, hopefully, you know, win some games for sure. Andy Yamashita, go ahead. Hey, Hop. Um, thanks for taking the time. Uh, you guys, you know, uh, we're down in the Bay Area, back up here, and then back down to Los Angeles. Uh, how does all that travel, you know, impact your guys and, and your practice schedule? Well, it's, uh, you know, traveling is a little bit difficult, um, but it's, uh, you know, to be able to play, it's, it's great. Um, you know, especially during this time, I mean, we're just, um, you know, it, it is what it is Four straight road games. Uh, that's, that's always tough, but 
you know, we got to deal with it. We'll have a stretch where we're going to have four straight home games. And so uh, we'll be able to hopefully take advantage of that. But um, it's the schedule. Uh, it's hard to schedule in this this year. Um, but don't really look at it that way. Just playing games. Definitely. And um, you've talked a lot about consistency today. Um, and, and you've talked in the past about uh, defense being the, the core that your teams are built around. What does defensive consistency look like to you? Well, you know, again, shuffling the deck, as Lauren asked a little bit earlier, is, is, is created some challenges. We're still trying to find out where the best players are in those rotations. And so when you have guard positions, uh, you know, in, in our last game, Eric Stevenson has been playing a lot of forward, played a lot of guard. Nate Pryor played a lot of guard. Those are all new. So there were some breakdowns, obviously. And uh, Cole Badgema started playing. Jerome Brooks started playing. And those there were some breakdowns against Stanford. And so, you know, we're watching film with them, practicing, um, you know, working on those principles every day uh, to make sure that we can improve in those areas because those guys are all really good players and can help us. Awesome. Thanks, Hop. You're welcome. Hey, Hop. Uh, I just had a quick follow-up on Jerron. Just what has he done maybe to get the more playing time that he has recently and what can he do to continue to improve? To get you know, his thing is, gonna, is all the defense and rebounding for us. And uh, he can score. We all know he can score and he can help us. It's going to be defense and rebounding. Uh, and those, you know, those are things with newer players that uh, are always the biggest challenges. But I've been really proud of how he has, has played and his approach to practice in the game every day. And just to follow up with Hamir, right? He obviously has kind of struggled from three-point range. Just talk about where he's at. You know, he's a veteran guy, but just his shots haven't been falling for him. Where is he at? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it goes back to you saw Jamal who struggled and had two good games. You saw Eric who struggled, and you know, Hamir shot forty percent from the three point line last year in the Pac twelve, and uh, he knows our defense with Jamal, and I know he's he's struggling, but he's just you know he's got to stay with it. If he can make those threes, it stretches the defense on a different level, and we can still be big uh, with our rebounding issues. But uh, you know, you know, you just gotta you gotta keep pounding the rock, keep getting better, and that's what he keeps doing. Thanks, Hop. You're welcome. Hey, Hop, quick question about Dominic Penn. Um, is he eligible to play even if he was able to ramp up his learning curve and and do the isolation and all that? Is is it reasonable? He, 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 you, know, you know, Chris, he would be able to play for sure. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it is it reasonable to assume that he could? Uh, without practice, without that, I can't answer that. I don't, I don't, I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at it, getting a, a really good player that gets to be in our program and, um, you know, working on the guys that are able to play right now. Also looking ahead to, to USC, um, was just curious, you know, last week at this very time, last week we were talking about rebounding, kind of improving in that score. You're going to be going up against a team that's averaging over 41 rebounds a game. What's your take on the Trojans and, and maybe specifically in regard to trying to, to get better in the rebounding? You know, they're, they're a big team. Uh, Evan Mobley, his brother Isaiah, they're, they're big and they can pass and they're skilled. You know, Evan's a, a guy who's, you know, a projected top five, you know, NBA pick. They've got fifth-year guys starting on the perimeter who have a lot of experience. They're really good. They defend really, really well. Um, you know, we're going to have to do a, a really good job of collective rebounding. Um, in our first year, we were small, uh, but we, we, we had some schemes. Uh, we were able to, um, you know, disrupt bigger teams. And uh, we're going to have to be creative in the way that we disrupt USC because they're, they're like you said, they're big, they're offensive rebound and be a huge part of the game. Also, real quick, 
with, with a team like that and their, their supposed rebounding advantage, do you really have to adjust your game plan in that way and, and maybe have all your guys attack the glass, maybe less transition? How do you approach that? You know what? It's uh, it, 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 to me, uh, gosh, uh, my years at, at, at Syracuse, we were playing and, and you know, the, the zone defense is, you know, it's a not a great defense or rebounding defense. And we were playing uh, Texas, who was number one. And, and then we ended up playing, I think, Kansas. We played Kansas in the national championship game. They were the number one and two rebounding teams in the country. And we out-rebounded. And we were smaller. But, we, you know, it's a mindset. And, uh, you know, when we, uh, you know, rebounded against Utah, it was a mindset. They're big. They're physical. Um, and we just we just got to do it consistently. And long shots equal long rebounds. So our guards have to be in the right positions. And, we got to put some bodies on some people. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a learning curve and just trying to get these guys up to speed on the learning. Thanks, Hop. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be back with uh, Jamal Bay here in just a few minutes. Thank you.